I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Well, welcome back to Design to Heal. I am just your average Jeff. This guy across from me is, he's far from average. <laughs> he's not average. Dr. Ben well, Rall. Well, you know, we were we did an episode recently, <laughs> Jeff, where we did one on uh, on fluoride and yeah. then talking about IQ. And so, you know, I don't know. I know where this is going. Am I, the, am I are we all just dumb well, now? Well, so you and I were both subjected we're all to below the same average. treatments growing up. So, yeah, I was going to say. You're not the average, Jeff, anymore. You're below. You, yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's funny you saying that because I, I I was remembering you you making that statement going, holy cow, like, like what what potential was reduced mm. for all of the Because mm. that was a blanket uniform, you know, whatever that happened. But anyway, yeah, we'll figure that one out later. The good news is, is. Sorry, audience, that means you're in the same boat, too. So we've all notched it down a little bit. And relatively speaking, we're still in the same. Uh, you know, I you mean, know. not even to go off on that tangent, Jeff, but it is an interesting concept, right? Yeah. You know, when, um, you, know, you know, I've thought about this. Like, I, I've heard some some stories lately, like um, uh, there was an episode, I guess, who's the chef, Jamie Oliver or something like this? Yeah, yeah. And he had, he had gone in, maybe this was on our podcast, I don't know. He had gone in and he had um, show, shown, like, kids, like, a tomato, right? And, and they didn't know what it was. Mm. Showed them a piece of garlic. They didn't know what it was. Showed them, and it was goes on and on. I mean, have they never uh, been to a pizza joint? What are we talking they, about they, here? But they they don't know it like that. They don't cut up in a slice. They don't know it as wow. a tomato. And wow. then and then I know another part of that same story was they asked people where did it come from. Yeah. And they said the store. Right. They don't understand it's grown. They don't understand. You know. These, well, that's like with tech too. You think about it like, hey, this 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 little screen in front of my head that connects me to the world. Right. Like what, what makes it operate? What makes it work? It's, I don't know what a transistor is. Or right. Whatever, you know, like, and so yeah. my thought sometimes, but it's very true. Like uh, I've even looked at like uh, I. I We've probably talked about this back in the day. I think it was the Lincoln Lincoln Douglas debates, Jeff. Mm -hmm. When they look at those and they study those, they were at like a twelfth grade level. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, like the, reading level and yeah, and just the words yeah. that were yep, used yep, 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 and yep. the level of communication. Now you look at um, the last one. I remember this study or whatever being on was like it was like a Bush debate. Like I don't remember one of those right yeah, back yeah. in the nineties or something. Yeah, and uh, that was now at an eighth grade level. Okay, you know, like, it's funny you say this because the other day I was reading this article and okay. somebody had used a word that I was like, you know, the, the whole debate about the whole uh, artificial intelligence okay. and all that kind of stuff. Or or even as a writer that does some writing from time to time, you know, I will get out, um, you know, there's certain websites mm. that you can just plug some things in and it gives you a suggested better, mm, you know. No, no, um, no, no. I should look when, into that. I don't well, know. Well, <laughs> I mean, no, no. But the thing is, so I'm reading this article and and I, I read this word that I'm go I had to look up and, and I'm not, look, I'm not pretending. My wife is the one that, with a fantastic vocabulary. I mean, mind you, we are a homeschool family, but that okay. I was not homeschooled. So my kids are ah, the gotcha. benefactor, you know? Okay. And so I'm reading this, this word. And I got really upset about it. I was like, well, who uses this word? Okay. Right. And then my mom was sitting me, she was a teacher. She was with us. And I said, mom, you ever heard of this word? She's like, what, what, what does that mean? Right. Mm. And my mom is normally very, and Shannon right away jumps in. She goes, oh yeah, this is what it means. Mm. And I'm going, listen, I'm like, I know what this person is doing. They're plugging into one of these, these sites right there. But in reality, maybe not. And it mm. just shows the. 
The depth I don't know. Of we, stupidity. <laughs> one of the people that I that is like that to me when I read his books or listen to him is Bobby Kennedy Jr. And oh yeah, um, yeah. I, I, well, I, you hear in his debates too. He's a uh, he's I, well so well. I, yeah, I read these and it's interesting. I've I've read several of his books and he talks yeah. about how he was raised and he talks mm. about the dinner table conversations in his family. Now, obviously, yeah. a unique situation. You know, dad and uncle's a president. His dad, you know, you know they kind of had, they had the, a few the, credentials. The people that yeah. came over for dinner, you know, were heads of state <laughs> and us. But the kids were always welcomed at the table. Yeah. yeah. And and they, they just heard, and you know, and so my point, even this is not the topic of today, but what I was thinking of, or what I'm talking about is you can have, we do need to be aware, Jeff, you know, you've seen it happen with text. You see just communication has deteriorated yeah, yeah. the way we talk, you know, 140 characters on a Twitter or just not really. It's one of the reasons I actually, I didn't know this at the time, Jeff, but it's one of the reasons I would say now that I've glad we've done the podcast yeah. is because it allows for some long form conversation yes. because some people say, you know, I working in healthcare, it's like, Hey, what do I take for this? What should I take for this? What should I do yeah. for this? Sound and it's bite, just, yeah, sound, sound bites. Bite, right. And I'm like, when you ask me, what should I do for high cholesterol? Like I can't give you that in, in five yeah, seconds that, that's because not a tweet. I got to talk about statins. I got to talk about what people right. are doing. I got to talk right. about misinformation. I got to talk about how the body's designed. I got to talk about what cholesterol is. Yeah. So you get a more robust understanding of it or yeah. else you'll just blow it off or you'll do something you shouldn't do or vice versa. So well, it's a, hey, look, it's a fair pitch. Let's get shameless here for a second. I think, you know, to tell people, I mean, here's here's the beauty of if you're listening to this right now and this is why you should also share it. You know, there's the shameless plug. But I mean, audio has no competitor and somebody can be listening to this in the car. They can mm, be listening right, to right, it right. on a walk, on a workout or whatever. And you're actually hearing, like you said, a conversation and a dialogue. And I just think there's a beauty about that because as you said, we don't do that anymore. Right. Right. And there's something beautiful about that. And so I would hope that maybe that would be a, another reason for a listener to say, yeah, you know, this is, this well, is why I listen. Speaking of listeners. Yeah. Right. That's part of the kind of the topic of today's show. Look at how we just show. wove that into Man, a perfect good. transition. Like better, the yeah. audience is actually going to think we know what we're doing here, you know? So a few episodes ago, I, 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 uh, I don't know if I can say I regret it, but, uh, I shared my personal email and that still exists. No, hang on so. for the listener. He does regret it because you know, he was sending me said, man, I don't know if I should have done, you know, like, yeah. Just <laughs> um, and nothing, nothing because of what I received no. in the sense of just, I want to steward that. Well, yeah. I want to respond well. Lots of responses well. Too. That was and they're from it, yeah. all over and they're hard. Some uh -huh. of them are, some of them are encouraging. Yeah. Uh, just people sharing, you know, thankful for the show and stuff, but yeah. some of them are, are really in a struggle and they're, they're yeah. looking for help. And yeah. they, they live in a, one of the things that I awakened to me was they live in maybe a rural area where they don't have access to yep. holistic doctors and they don't yeah. have access to this. You know, they're just, they're, they got a little clinic in town maybe, and that person isn't doing anything like that. So they really feel left to, to, Which to again, wolves. shameless plug speaks yeah. to how cool this is that there's an opportunity to make that connection. Yeah. You know? And so, so sometimes cool. I'm able just to connect them to resources I know, or there's a lot of stuff that can just be done kind of uh, virtually now in the yeah. sense that I can, Hey, you should look into this test or try this anyway. Yep. So I get a, 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 an email the other day from a listener. I, I don't know this person um, and I won't share their name, but I I'm thankful that they decided to write in and they, and they shared and I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase it, but I am going to read some of this because, and I say this to, for example, at my office, um, if, if, Somebody sends, if somebody asked me something, this happened the other day, somebody had said they called the office and they never got called back. Mm. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, I got to figure out what happened because sometimes our phone lines go down. Sometimes our, uh, you know, there's a miss, right? And so, you know, we just dig into it and then sometimes mm -hmm. it's just an error and we did forget to call or mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. So my point is if somebody asks something or says something, feedback, 
then it's usually hap- multiple people have that question, right? If one mm. person asks you something, mm. it usually means 10 other people are thinking it or 20 or 5,000, right? Mm. So mm. when I do, when people take the time to give you feedback, it's often they're not the only one feeling that yeah. way. Okay. Yeah. So the top, this, so this and, is, and can we just simply emphasize too, we appreciate that. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. that's why we do this show is, you know, is built on their questions and their needs and everything. Absolutely. So I mean, most of the 90% of this comes from my interactions with the patient at the office. Yeah. And then I f- kind of hear what's going on and then I yeah. try to express the 10% of it or five or 10% of it is the stuff that we talk about or stuff, personal interest of mine or friends I know. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this person basically writes and they says, uh, you know, it's what they said. You know, I'm struggling with anxiety over not living. And this is their words, right? Mm -hmm. Not living a perfectly healthy life. He said, I don't, I don't find this motivating uh, to make better choices, but rather I find it incredibly discouraging uh, to make, and this is, they put quotes, the perfect choice when it isn't available or on occasion, uh, I choose to, this is what they say, enjoy life and make a less than perfect health choice. Um, and then they get quotes that says, striving for perfect health choices is not motivating. It just makes me go, quote, what's the point of even trying? And then they go on to say, they said, you know, I get uh, regularly adjusted. I've swapped out cleaning supplies and personal care products. Um, I buy as much organic produce as available using the Clean 15 and Dirty Dozen. I buy organic grass-fed organic meat when it's available. I exercise six days a week. Uh, most days I only drink water. I have a healthy spiritual life. I mean, you know, I, I part of me kind of smiled to this. I'm like, well, this is a, sounds like a listener to the show that's, you know, really put a lot of this into play. I'm not taking credit. I just mean they're doing a lot of the right things, my yeah, friends, right? Yeah, this is yeah. a person that's been on the journey and there and then but then it goes on to say it says but the problem comes in and this is what they said when life happens and they said for example I go out to dinner I'm enjoying life with friends but the meat isn't organic or grass-fed it says I've found two local restaurants that each have a single organic option uh, neither restaurant is in my friends price ranges uh, the produce isn't organic and they cook with poor oils it uses another example of saying basically when life gets busy and I don't have time to make my meals and I end up having to eat out or get some other stuff another thing they said is you know uh, one time I had dyed my hair. I know that there's chemicals in that. Is that going to lead to some long-term, you know, things when I'm older, like dementia? It says uh, even organic meat is wrapped in plastic. Um, I have a water filter on my kitchen faucet, but I can't do anything about the shower or the bathroom, right? Water from other places won't be filtered. Um, it says, uh, last one here, you know, literally anytime I want to participate in some kind of food outside of my own kitchen, you know, I don't know. Was it cooked on a Teflon pan? Was it, you know, what oils did they use? Do they use plastic utensils? And um, they And they said, you know, I've, bought some of my own utensils and I'm, you know, I try to do my best and I'm just paraphrasing here. So it says, I guess my real question is this, what is the line between a pattern and occasionally? Mm. If I'm imperfect, am I not going to be able to reach my long-term health goals, i.e. vibrant, pain-free, no pills, running in my 80s? Mm. Um, I'm constantly worried that I'm not doing enough. And then, of course, I'm aware that the stress is just making everything worse. How much of a long-term impact is that one time going to have? And then it shares just a couple other things here, you know, that I just um, are are very good things. Talk about their relationship and their faith and things. And then Mm -hmm. it says, um, you know, um, but with our health choices, constantly striving for perfect means that I can't even choose to eat a piece of my favorite cake at my own birthday party without feeling the immense weight of my choice, let alone any other time I choose to just enjoy life. That's their words. But then I never enjoy life. What's the point of feeling good and living a long time? Mm. So I wanted to talk about it. You know, um, I, can I just, I love this question. Yeah. I love it. And yeah. I, and I love where I know you're going to go with this, even though I don't even know exactly yeah. where you're going to go with well, this. So first, to that listener, can we just give them a big hug well, right I, now? I want the to give them a big hug. And I, and no. I mean that whoever it is, I don't even know if it's a man or a woman. Um, I just, I, I want you to know that the rest of this show, um, please, 
take it as from the heart. Yeah. So there'll be some things that I might I might give offer some correction on just from my perspective. There'll be some insight, you know, some things I'll offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's things I'm going to probably come into agreement with. And then there's going to be some I- advice for what it's worth. You know, you ask for our perspective. I'll give you my perspective. Mm. I have no idea of their age. I have no idea of any of that. Okay. So, um, but I, it can also s- worth pointing out that yeah. I think that this person is not, this is not a, 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 you know, a single incident here. Like you said before, this represents, I, th- I think there's a, a significant portion of people that listen to a show like this because the listener needs to know right away. I mean, Ben, you know, firsthand how many times we've spent years together doing this. Yeah. I think we're coming up on four years, three and a half years, whatever it is doing the show together. Right. I'm learning a lot from you and I'm still beating myself up from time to time. Mm, I'm mm, still mm. asking questions or whatever. And I do this what, two shows a week now, you know, with you. And so they need to know right away, like you're not alone in asking these questions. It's hard. It's a paradigm shift. Yeah. And and so we'll just kind of, kind of pick this apart and and dive into this. I had a patient one time, um, sweet patient, high achiever, high performer, elite athlete, professional level athlete, matter of fact. And, um, and, and she, after she had retired, she was really starting to, you know, work on her health in some other ways. And she learned a lot and she was integrated, very similar to this. And then, um, and then one time we did like a detox talk or something like this mm-hmm. at the office. And mm-hmm. she, I saw her the next day after that. She goes, well, just when I thought I was doing everything right now, I realized, you know, and, and she kind of had that, she was being funny, but she was also going, gosh, this is, this almost does can feel like a burden. So here's the first thing. And I've said this many times on the show, but I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, that we're, my perspective is a faith-based perspective. And, and so just that some of this comes from that. So this would be the language I would say, but I think this crosses barriers if you're not a person of faith mm-hmm. is don't let your health be an idol. Okay. What we often will often say, so Jeff, we can even do this with our family, mm-hmm. right? We can, we can try to cover, as they say, cover a multitude of sin by just saying, Oh no, I'm just doing this for my family, or I'm just trying to be this. And I'm listening but but really, a lot of times, what you're what you're justifying in that instance might be my own laziness. Because if I were to say, "What are you really doing for your family?" Do you mean by watching twelve hours of episodes of Netflix? That's what you do for your family, yeah. or you mean you just don't want to work? Mm. Okay, now I'm just as a, as a broad stroke here. Okay, mm. so you can have idols in your life that are good things. Why don't you explain Ben Raw's definition of idols too, so that this person and well, the I won't even use mine. I will say anything that's between you and God is an idol. Okay. That anything that is competing for the space of God in your mm. heart mm. is an idol. Yeah. So that can be horrible things. That can be, you know, a drug addiction. That can be known gross sin. That can be your family. That can be your career. That can be, there was a time in my life where chiropractic was an idol to me. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand it at the time as yeah. that, but I would, I look back at some of the comments I would made, some of the ways I talked about chiropractic, it had a higher place in my yeah. heart yeah. than did my relationship with God. And you'll see this happen a lot of times, but you can, your, your ministry can become an idol. Well, okay? so, so I want to say something like that too. I like your definition and clearly that is a biblical definition, yeah. but I think we also have to like flesh that out just a little bit more because like your kids can be an idol that that detracts from your marriage, for example, you know, sure. like those kinds of things, like idols are, because I think sometimes a listener could hear that and could go, well, man, God is first in my life and everything. And I'm not putting this out there, like out of a desire to honor God. I want to do these things. Yeah, no, that is, that is the slippery slope here. Right. That is this continuum, which we kind of got to, you know, vet out today. Right. 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 Because so I, th- I think it's, I think it's just like, if you think of that hierarchy and many of us would say, okay, my hierarchy should be God first, right. Should be, maybe family second or work. I mean, that's a simplification. I don't know if I agree with that. We always you know. say in my world, is God, family, chiropractic. Okay. Right now that's just, for, there you, go. you know, that's the chiropractic revolution. Well, no, that's, <laughs> that's just, that's but just it's usually it. how it works. Yeah. Right? But, but understand. So for the listener also, you need to understand what he says. When you say chiropractic, yeah. Ben, you're not talking about your office for say, you're right. talking about the lifestyle. My profession, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think, I think to me, an idol 
could also be chiropractic if it gets in the way of family. And so it's not coming between. Now you could say, well, yeah, but under the umbrella of, sure. of God, yeah. you've still come out of thing. But I, I think a listener needs to understand that we use that word idol. Sometimes we, I think sometimes we over spiritualize that thing and we miss the practical that's in there. When you're saying idol, what I'm hearing you say, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, is this isn't like you've, you, it's, it's almost like the, you've missed this, as they say in scripture, you've missed the spirit of the law for mm. the sake of the mm. letter of the law. Mm. Right there, and that that seems spiritual, but it's it has a very practical implication. Yeah, if that makes sense. I, I think so. So I would, yeah, and it is worth probably talking through this. So, for example, in, in the in the Old Testament, when the law came down, if you will, right, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively, um, you know, they were they they felt lucky to have the law. Mm-hmm. They weren't angry about it. They weren't fighting about it. Mm-hmm. They were so grateful that they had been revealed to them how to live. Okay. True. So these things are not on you to be a burden. Matter yeah, of fact, when yeah, Christ yeah. came, he said, I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill the law. Not just wasn't until. sitting there saying, this is all ridiculous and this doesn't yeah. matter and you don't have to do anything. He's simply saying, matter of fact, if anything, it's more. The Old Testament was if you have an affair on your wife, right? This was if you even think about it. Right. So in many right. ways, it was a higher standard. Now, and, and to that point, there yeah. are people that observe, like, for example, that are in like the more like Orthodox Jewish community right. who really keep Shabbat, which by I'm saying is not limited to that. I know people that are that are strong Christian believers and observe Sabbath yeah. in a really practical way. And they, they look forward to it. Some, some of us, you know, ha- have maybe fallen into the trap of looking at something like that going, Oh my gosh, I don't know how they do that. And they're going, how I do, I get to do that. Right. Like the law is a joy to them to your point. Well, and I, I mean, the Sabbath is a great example, even from a secular standpoint to, to, to not, I, you know, or from a re- religious or a faith-based perspective, right? right? Like, like letting your body rest, you know, is a really good idea. Now, what a lot of times that we, and we've, we've done this, it's a great example. We what we call Sabbath for many people is not Sabbath. It's their day to do whatever they want. Right. And they're self-serving, and right. that's when I golf, and that's that's not Sabbath. <laughs> right. That's no, not correct. the design of Sabbath. Right. right. That's so. So a lot of times we pervert these things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what here's where I would start with this initially. When this is starting to burden you and and weigh you, when I read that email, so the one thing I have, you know, I'm 44 years old. I. I've I've seen a here's what in health specifically I have the people that are like this person I wrote the email I have doctor friends I was part of a group of doctors for a long time that was hundreds of doctors around the United States and other nations and um and I and we had some of them they took fantastic care of themselves they you know did all of these things they lived this quote perfect life which right. doesn't exist by the way for the listener <laughs> okay I lived this perfect life and died of cancer yeah okay. Um, died of uh, heart attack. Yeah. Died of colon cancer. Right. And you're talking of, perfect, as in doing all of those things yeah, that that they, listener like, was they, writing. They, you know, you know these like, are these are doctors that were friends yeah, of mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that, and I remember, and because I've gotten older, um, you know, I remember like still have some younger doctors that you know I communicate with, and they'll they'll write me like, but Doctor Ben, like, how does this happen? Right? They were doing everything right. You'll hear those kinds of words. Mm. So one of my first encouragements on a process like this is, listen, you don't know when your day is coming, okay? You don't know, and people die from other things than heart disease and cancer. People die from car accidents and falls off ladders and, you know, plane crashes, and I'm not being morbid here. I just, we have to understand that right Mm -hmm. now. Of Mm -hmm. course, a lot of our, so to me, it's not about not dying. This is what I try to explain to people. That's, I don't, I don't do what I do to take care of myself. So I don't die. That's mm. not my. That's not my perspective. Because I don't know when that day is, and it could come. A lady could cross the line on my way home, and I could be buckled up and 
perfect adjusted and just had my organic mm -hmm. salad and I'm dead as a doornail. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this illusion that I'm going to do everything right leaves out a large category, but so many people live in fear of this. Yeah. So the burden, I remember having one of my professors uh, early on in chiropractic school, his name is Joseph Sweary, Dr. Joe Sweary, a legend in our profession, and I'm grateful to have known the man. And um, I remember he read this article by this guy, and he had like, he had like, lived to be, I don't know, like 100 or 104. And, mm. and they were interviewing him and they were like, mm. well, what, how did you, what did you do? You know, he's like, well, I drank a fifth of whiskey every day. Okay. <laughs> and I think he ate like a bacon cheeseburger I for said, lunch. Every hang day. on. As soon as he said the whiskey piece and the cheeseburger, I just yeah. got a note for you back when you're hearing yeah. this, like, what is your jaw dude? Well, I'm right in, I'm early in <laughs> chiropractic school. So I'm like, what's happening here? You know, like, and, and, and I just, and then he went on to say, he said, listen, if it's, if it's going to, and this person alluded to this in the email, if it's going to stress you out so much to live a healthy lifestyle, you're actually, the stress of that is counterproductive yeah. to your health benefits yeah. of the thing, right? Yeah. Now, I, th today's episode's going to be nuanced, right? Like, are you saying it doesn't matter what you eat, Dr. Ben? No, I'm not saying that. I, I would, the word I was talking to my wife earlier about this show, and I said, I don't know what, what angle I want to take. I said, you know, part of the words that come to me, some words that come to me just as concepts is wisdom is a word, mm. or what I, what I would desire to call wisdom. Another word that came to mind is grace, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, for ourselves, for others, okay, this kind of thing. Um, you know, another one would maybe be forgiveness, I guess, and then mostly for yourself. Because I mean, I just I read this, and part of me, like you said, wants to give them a hug because I I don't want them to feel that way. If matter of fact, if any of my my teaching or whatever you want to call this, I mean, I don't know where all that thought from. I would hate for a person to listen to these shows, binge listen to two hundred episodes, and then feel burdened afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I would want them yeah. to feel empowered. Now we're all on a journey from sometimes it's budgetary. Sometimes it's life. Sometimes it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm what I've done in my past, just, you know, I've injured myself or I've, you know, whatever, um, all those kinds of things. So when I read this now, there was one of our episodes that we did. And I actually sent this to this person uh, called redeeming food. She's an author. She's a nutritionist. She's a strong, strong person of faith. And I mean, her whole life is kind of doing nutrition yeah. and she really had to break free from this idol. And there's a lot of scriptures to support this about how we are to navigate this. And so I'm not, this isn't a sermon today on food. It's really this this mentality that we can achieve this perfect life. So now another word that comes into this, right, Jeff, is stewardship, right? So what you hear here is kind of this, you know, we talked a little bit, I think offline about like moderation, right? Now there's this, but here's the problem. Your moderation definition and my moderation definition are likely different, mm. right? Um, I have a, a friend of mine who's like really hardcore, kind of like this person, right? Uh, just like th for them, it's just not hard. They can eat like broccoli and chicken breast every night for nine, right? And they get up at four o'clock in the morning. And they'll do their workouts. That's just like that regimen for them works. Okay. Like they don't feel burdened by it. They like it. That's their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But their spouse is a person that's like, I don't roll like that. Right. And mm -hmm. I, I now, so, but trying to sometimes bring that together, it's tension, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you could depend, you, depending on the, the person's perspective, they could be like, you don't care about your body. And the other person could say, you're making this an idol. Right. So who's in a sense, who's right. And I'm, I'm talking through this. A lot of this is just me unpacking this in my own mind. Right. I, I kind of, Ben, I kind of feel like there's a, this is analogous, analogous to, uh, like the, when you have like when money things like spenders mm, and savers, mm, mm. you know, like savings yeah. a good thing. Right. But if, but if you don't ever, if you don't, if you're not generous with that, if you never mm. just, and, and, and even generous with your own family and making memories and enjoying whatever, like, what's the point? Like we miss it. There, there's a validation to, both yeah. right so if you're doing the broccoli and chicken all the time and that's that's fine and wonderful but wonderful but if you never just stop and enjoy like i truly do believe that 
you know, the unfortunate thing of all the stuff that's been added to our food and all that kind of stuff is, is it's robbed from the natural enjoyment. There's a reason food has taste. There's some foods that are just fun to eat, right? And I don't, and I'm not talking about chocolate cake per se. You know, I'm talking about just even, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know about you. I love every year, and we're coming up on that time of the year, probably in a couple of weeks here, where it's like blueberry season mm. here in Florida. And so, as a family, we, I think yeah, we've we gone out with you guys before, yeah. yeah. And so we go out there. Some and, patient just brought me in a, a, they just picked strawberries, and they brought me in a big bucket of strawberries. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, like if you put a carton of ice cream in front of me, probably depending <laughs> on the brand and the flavor. But you know, normally if you said that, or hey, here's some, here's some blueberries. They're washed, they're organic, they're good. I'm, I'm going with the blueberries every sure, single time. Now, sure. I can eat a billion of those. And I turn into that girl on uh, what's the Willy Wonka show or whatever. Yeah, I turn yeah, into yeah, a blueberry, yeah. but I think there's something powerful about that. Like, isn't it fun to stop and just savor the taste of that? Like God made those things for a reason that let alone the antioxidants and all of the other, you know, yeah. the, the stuff that's there. And so if we, if food is only, you know, you've talked about food as fuel, but I know that part of that is fuel doesn't have to be this boring kind of like, no, whatever. God didn't make it that way. No. And so, so I agree with you, Jeff, but I, as I listen to this email, this person's not in this instance is not talking about that. Right, right. Right. They're saying, Hey, I actually eat really good and I like to eat really good. Matter of fact, I want to eat even better. But Ben, are they enjoying what they're eating? Let's, but let's just say they are. Okay. Let's just for sake of conversation. Okay. Let's say they are, but then they're in a situation where it's a birthday party, like their example here, right? Or I'm out with friends, yeah. and that was one of the great parts of this Redeeming Food book, but then also the author that we had on the show here, where she talked about that was exactly the situation she was in. Mm. And so she really, in her her perspective, she really had to lean on her faith, and she said there's more to this experience than just how I'm stewarding my my body with food. I'm in yeah. community with people, right. right? So yeah, great example. I think that's a great metaphor of using... Um, uh, 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 money, right? So I could be such a miser, and all mm. I do is tell my kids all the time, we can't do that because we can't afford that, yeah. and we're not yeah. doing that because that's too much, and we're not doing that, we're not doing that, we're not doing that, we're not doing that, and you do this, and you know, like, well, that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. And matter of fact, it yeah. even reveals your perspective of your God, because yeah. you could say, I'm so afraid of not having money because my Jehovah Jireh provider, he won't provide for us unless I keep my bank account a certain size, so I better protect my little nest egg or we're going to die. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're, if that's the way you're reading your life is you're just always, you know, no, 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 no. So I can build some nest egg to do what, which by the way, you could die tomorrow. So what do you, who do you really think you are? Right. Yeah, it's sto- no. it's sto- a story in scripture, by the way, about that, okay? yeah. that there was a man who said, Hey, I got all this stuff. I, I, I know what I'll do. I'll build more towers to contain yeah. my stuff that night is, you know, right. Game over. And you <laughs> know, we're warned to not chase two rabbits. Now right. that's in reference to money. But when we look at this, I would say, don't chase it with your lifestyle under this illusion. This person in reference, they want to live to 80 years old. Now I would just say, like, like to me, when we're comparing it with eternity, now, listen, I'm, I'm not afraid to die, but I'm not interested in dying tomorrow. But, but I'm not going to live in fear, and my whole purpose of my life is not to see how long I can live. Yeah. I don't take care of myself to try to live a long time. That's not... Now, some people might do that, okay? But that's not... Because I realized that I could die tomorrow, yep. totally unbeknownst to anything I chose to do or did do or did yep. on purpose. Yep. Now, so part of this, I just feel the heaviness of this person. The other thing I would want people to understand, so uh, the other... And I said this this morning. So here's all I'd want to try to help this person. And I feel bad. I feel like I'm talking behind their back, right? I mean, we're doing it on podcast, but like, I want this person to know, like, I am so for you and I'm so thankful that you wrote this email. So I hope this is helpful to you. So sometimes when we, when we put this, this, when we prop this up, Jeff, when the way that it's proposed is there's this perfect lifestyle and I got to, you know, follow the rules, if you will. Well, I would encourage you, I'd tell you, I've been out of school now for 20 years. A lot of the things I learned in school about nutrition, about other things have changed. 
fitness have changed, but certain things haven't just the basic good things, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, broccoli's still good for you. You know what I mean? Right. But certain supplements that were really popular and I've been this done this long enough to see fads come and go and things like that. So one time, sometimes when we, when we act like it's all under our control, we, we it almost downplays the, the reality of God sustaining us. Okay. Mm. Meaning like if I, if I don't eat perfect, if I have that piece of cake, if I dyed my hair when I was seven years old, then I'm going to, you know, have dementia when I'm older. I'm not saying that that's not even possible. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm simply saying, thank God we have bodies that rebuild that are resilient. Mm. So the example I used was, uh, that I would propose here would be like, um, germs. Okay. So I know a lot of people that say, you know, a lot of people probably listen to the show, you believe in your immune system, right? You, you, God gave me this immune system. And that was a lot of our even thoughts during COVID. And it's why if you're listening to this right now, you're probably just sitting in your, you know, wherever your car and you're, you're not probably wearing a mask. You're probably not using hand sanitizer. You probably are just like believing that mm-hmm. I have an immune system. God gave me an immune system. Now for you germaphobes out there, um, plug your ears. Uh, some of the research says that you you breathe in, ingest through your mouth, your nose, your eyes, through your body, uh, through foods that you eat. On any given day, you're ingesting billions to trillions of virus, bacteria, molds, funguses, all that. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. Okay? Yet somehow you have faith that your immune system is going to handle that. Mm. Okay? So what does that mean? What does that mean to this listener here, this person that wrote this email? What it mean? What I would what I would suggest. It even says in the in the scriptures. One thing it talks about is is liberty, meaning liberty, meaning that we have agency. God allows us to make these choices, okay, that we make in our lives, and that liberty of living in freedom with Christ allows us not to live under this burden because there's been there's been an exchange that's happened. I would say from a from a perspective of healing. Thank God that we're created for our bodies to remove those toxins to a point of that great cake that you had for your birthday or that chili cheese dog at the baseball game or that glass of wine with your girlfriend at a day out. I I don't know. Fill in your thing right Mm -hmm. now. Sure. I think anybody with any level of wisdom or anybody that's dealt with addiction in their family or anybody that's seen this happen, any strength fully extended becomes a weakness, right? A glass of, I've heard it said this way, you know, are there some benefits to a glass of wine? Sure. But they say, but that's would not be reason to start drinking. They follow me, right? So mm. this isn't an, uh, this isn't a, um, a, a uh, saying, Hey, it doesn't matter what you do. What we eat absolutely affects our health. Okay. Mm. But at mm. some point there almost becomes what I would call a diminishing return, Jeff. Right, which is at some point the the stress of how I'm trying to the the the, the idol that I'm thinking about, the fear I have about my health, looking at food, judging others potentially, the cost associated with the time associated with it. At some point, it's actually a diminishing return. Where you know, um, one of the famous guys that got about uh, I can't think of his last name. He's actually I think the the guy that created the Power Bar. Um, he died at 50 or 54 while he was running a marathon. Okay, right. So um, I'm not saying that Power Bars are bad. I'm just saying you know. This and died of a heart attack running his marathon, right? Then we hear these stories sometimes, right? This healthy person, this fit person that that died, right? And from reasons we know, it, I had a beautiful friend, a patient of mine, or uh, Karen was her name, and her husband was a pastor. And I met her. Um, her husband was 54 years old, standing in their living room, and he just healthy guy. She said, like the health, like he was the healthy guy in the family, mm. standing in front of him and just dropped dead in their living room, dead before he hit the floor. I can't explain that. 
Is it because he didn't have enough broccoli that day? Mm. Is it because he didn't get adjusted? Mm. Is it because he had birthday cake three days before? Is it because he had a beer with his buddies out fishing? I don't know. And I'm not even making light of this. I'm not justifying an unhealthy lifestyle. I'm not justifying, quote, sin. This How you eat is not sin, okay? People need to understand this. It may not be edifying to you. It may not be good for you, but it's not sin, mm. okay, in certain I'm not going to get in the weeds on this. Well, okay, but you, right? I mean, if I'm understanding you correctly, though, when you just said that example of that 54-year-old, you're you're trying to emphasize that, yeah, okay, yes, we don't know at the end of the day it wasn't connected blank, blank, or blank, yeah. but the likelihood of that. Yeah. Now, again, so right? I'm, so I am, small. I'm all for – now, because here's other things. I mean, on the other end of this, Jeff, I guess in a food example, you've got – gluttony you've got total disregard yeah. for the body that yeah. god gave you yeah. you've got total just and you are going to have negative consequences to that because your body's not designed to fully live on that stuff and sustain on that stuff okay and so i would say because this person made reference they said hey listen i know that as a believer i'm saved and i have god's grace this is their mm-hmm. they're okay right so they know that even though i'm still going to have areas of my life and sin that i struggle with I know that I I am under this covering, right? Mm-hmm. So that, but they said that health feels differently. I would say that it's not different. I would say that that same grace is in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Now that's not again, that's not a uh, an endorsement of a, a sinful lifestyle any more than it is an unhealthy lifestyle. I'm not the food police. I'm not the food god. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. the lifestyle god. I'm not any of those things. I don't want to be. I don't pretend to be. I'm not that even in my own life. Mm-hmm. I have a hard enough time trying to handle myself and my kids, let alone anybody else for that matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. However. We can encourage each other. So I would suggest some of this is reframing. Okay, so for this person, they said something in there like, you know, um, if I want to have a, a piece of cake, um, if they said if I want to um, uh, uh, perfect life, if I choose on occasion to, this is what they said, to, quote, enjoy life. So in this instance, they have associated, you know, I can only be, en- I'm only enjoying life if I'm, now, it's kind of both sides here. They say, well, if I'm going to eat this piece of cake, that's enjoying life. There's people that don't like cake. Like you said earlier, I'd right, rather have a bowl right. of blueberries than cake. I'm not saying you eat perfect or anything like that. I just no, mean, clearly. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but so so as you're navigating this, this is why I wanted to do this show. Well, wait, wait. Yeah, can yeah, I no, say something ahead. real quick here? Ben, you said something earlier. You said you referenced this person's comment about, I know I'm under God's grace. And they were talking about it in the context of, of their spiritual journey yeah. and, and everything. I would ask the question. Um, are they, uh, and, and, and no, let me add something there. Cause I think that based on what you're saying, given the resiliency of the body, they're also under their body's grace. Okay. Yeah, which I would say is extension of God's grace. Right. Yes, yeah, well, yeah, God's yeah. grace through their body. However yeah. you want to say, we're yeah, talking yeah, semantics yeah. there. My question to that listener would be, um, but what about your own grace? Because it's one thing. And you said something very powerful earlier, Ben, that I don't know if you realize the significance of this. You, you talked about like this idea of God forgiving you, but have you forgiven you that mm. kind of thing. It was in a different yeah. context right there. I want to point something out on that because I have watched over the years. Well, um, your work, just with your work, and my work. You, well, as a yeah. as a pastor, as pastor a guy working with marriages and all that America. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a regular occurrence where people will come in and they will confess things. They're deeply convicted. You know, man, I've been doing this. I've been looking at this. I've been whatever. I've been you yeah. know in my business. You know, yada yada yada. And you can walk through somebody, uh, walk with somebody through a prayer process mm-hmm. and remind them the truth of the promises of grace and forgiveness or whatever as it relates to God. And I'll ask people sometimes, I'll pray with them, you know, hey, do you receive your forgiveness from God? Mm. Nobody hesitates when you ask that question, Mm. by the way. Mm. You know what's crazy for me is over the years, I have asked the question as a follow-up, do you forgive yourself? Sure. And I swear to you, it's like one out of three give like significant pause at that point. They're like, like like they can't do it. Yeah. You know, and I hear this and I go, 
man, you're under God's grace because I, I listen to this person. If I was talking to them, I'm going, I, I'm I, first of all, I'm, I'm more yeah. convicted at what they're doing. Cause I'm going, <laughs> yeah, nice <"Dude>, job. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. You know, in all these ways. And, and so I'm feeling convicted on that, but I'm, I'm looking at this going, are, do, you know, you say you're under God's grace, but, but have you really lived into the enjoyment of that? I don't mean the apathy of freedom of that or something like that, yeah, yeah, by the yeah. way, freedom and apathy are not the same word, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But is there a part of you that just actually, can you soak in that for a little while and allow yourself to truly receive it for yourself? Cause I think sometimes we set ourselves as a standard above God's authority and mm. his judgment mm. as we look at our own lives, you know, like, well, okay. And so Ben, here's the question. If we were to frame it properly, when I ask the question, do you receive your forgiveness? I'm asking you, do you acknowledge that the creator of the universe in his promises has said to you that you are whole and you are in right standing before him and nobody hesitates. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's no big deal. Right, right? Right, right. Okay. Now do you forgive yourself? Which is to say, do you, this little speck yeah. of a person and in time, Right. right. Oh, that's that's hard. I mean, I, it, when we look at the hierarchy of that, that is actually right. making ourselves into an idol. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But well, but but I think a lot of us do it. I'm not judging this person no, at all. No, hey, no, I've no. been there. Matter of fact, I will you know? read the exact quote because I think they said it how most would say it. They said she says with Christ in sin, it's easier to say, quote, just keep trying to do better and strive for perfect, knowing that you'll never achieve it in this life because failure doesn't change the final outcome. She says, thank you, Jesus, or he, whoever this is, right? She says, sure, but with sure. our health choices, I feel like I'm constantly striving to be perfect. One thing I want to add a couple things here, Jeff, mm. just some thoughts. So you said, um, and I think about the story when they lower their friend down through the roof that's paralyzed, right? And the way that the story goes... I want to see somebody do that at a cheap wellness one day. I want to bump <laughs> yeah. on the ceiling just to, well, hey, I, man, I, I, we're I haven't in. seen that there, but when I was in Africa, <laughs> yeah. I literally, they carried people on blankets and mattresses for days. They'd walk, yeah. and they'd lay them down on the grass, and we'd walk to the clinic in the morning, and, and they're just bodies laying in grass and Dude. on mats. And so, I've, in a sense, I've seen that happen. Yeah. But what happened when they lowered him down, the story goes, the first thing that Jesus says, he says, you've been forgiven of your sins. So he didn't heal him. He said, you've been forgiven of your yeah. sins. And everybody yeah. freaked out. And they said, under whose authority? And then he said, and then he says, then he heals him physically. And he says, that one, that maybe, authority right there. Maybe now you'll yeah. essentially, maybe now you'll believe. See, when we do think about this, why yeah. we talk about that's, this? That's for, a Jesus mic drop, by the way. Yeah. That's what we call that. So. For people with healing, yeah. I often encourage them. I say, like, mm -hmm. to a person of faith, I say, listen, if you believe, kind of like made me think about it when you said, if you believe that you've been forgiven yeah. for your sins and, and, and Christ has taken your place, then that's actually a much crazier concept oh, yeah. than to be healed physically. That's the point. So so for people that are listening to this and you say, but I've had arthritis for 10 years, I've had depression for 15 years, I've had this trauma, I've had this, I'm saying kind of what you're saying, which is like, if you think the God of the universe isn't big enough to handle that, then um, you're you're actually yeah. living a lie, yeah. Yeah. okay? Yeah. So that's why I have no problem with miraculous healings or people yeah. that say, I've been through this or this happened or my daddy did this or this trauma happened. I said, yeah. listen. That's secondary. You know, yeah, that doesn't that mean point, you can't you know? be healed. That doesn't mean that you can't be restored. That doesn't mean yeah. now when we couple that with a piece of cake, we're having this conversation <laughs> here with this, with this person. So part of it though is trying to put that contrast up for a person to go, listen, mm -hmm. Don't let that piece of cake. Now, I believe me, I could do a whole nother show on people living so upside down in yeah, their life yeah. that they are literally destroying themselves. And and I could make the biblical argument. Not just in food. You're talking about it. Sure. Yeah. Not of, just you know? in food. And that's the other point of this, of this person. This person kind of has has reduced their their lifestyle and life to how well I'm eating. Yeah. Okay. And I would say to your point, or whatever, to some point we're talking about is. But if I'm, if I'm such a, a grouchy dad because I'm constantly yelling at my kids for what they're eating, right? 
or their lifestyle or their, I don't know, pill in the blank, right? Tack used mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, attitude. I don't know, right? And, and, and you find yourself almost being, you could find yourself almost being, I don't know what the word would be, like a nag or a, a cynic, cynic. You I would know, say right? maybe even a legalist. A legalist. Right? Maybe that's a better word. Right? Or yeah. maybe that's another well, example. That's all right? of the above. And yeah. so I don't, that's not my desire. As a matter of fact, I was talking yeah. to my wife about this. Like, in a sense, the, 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 this is why this feels so difficult to, to navigate sometimes, Jeff, because in some ways, and you said this earlier, the letter of the law and the intent, but like, the, in some ways, the Pharisees were right, meaning, they were oh, yeah. talking. They not, they weren't sinful in what the things that they were mm-hmm. doing, right? It mm-hmm. was the heart behind it. Well, Jesus said, "Your righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisees." So if right? I'm, if I'm, so like I read this, like they're doing great things, right? You're mm-hmm. exercising, you're mm-hmm. eating well, you're being conscious, you're stewarding your body, all those things. Yet, if you're still feeling that burden, I would say, and I mean this lovingly, I would say there's an area that you're struggling with that you need to either, you know, that you need to deal with. And so I was thinking of this story. Mm. I was probably ninth grade and I, uh, I had this kind of, uh, speaking of idols, I had this guy that I really looked up to in high school. Right. And he was the big star running back and he was this big, oh, I, thought tough, it was, I thought it was like Hulk Hogan. Like no, was, oh, I, I did like Hulk Hogan, but he <laughs> okay. was this big, tough, cool guy. And, um, I went over to this house of one of my friends and she had an older brother and he was in that grade and they were having a party. Okay, right or whatever. I don't actually. They weren't having a party. These people came over, and my this big cool guy I looked up to. He was drunk. Okay, and yep. that kind of shattered my worldview. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I came home, and like the next day or something, I'm talking to my mom, and I'm kind of like I was pretty shooken up about it. I was kind of like crying and I whatever, and I was like, oh, like I saw you know so and so, and I can't believe it. You know, he's a, he's the homecoming king or whatever. He's the, he was the big star running back and we got a game tomorrow, you know? And, and he was, and he was, he was drunk, mom. He's not, he was C-17, you know, this isn't in. And she just listened to me kind of rant and rave. And then she said, now again, I'm not giving parenting advice here. I'm just telling you what happened. Right. Cause there's a time and a place for this. Right. And she said, you know, Ben, you need to chill out. You need to relax. You need to cut them some slack you don't know matter of fact and she didn't quite say it looks like she's like matter of fact maybe you need to have a beer okay now she wasn't suggesting me having a beer but the point clearly she wasn't baptist but but i remember she's saying you know here you are judging this person here you are right now was i right in the sense jeff was i right meaning he shouldn't be drinking. He's not of age. He shouldn't be doing this. He shouldn't be doing that. But here, it, it was it was destroying my life mm. way more than 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 his in a sense, right? And I'm mm. I'm only sharing that example because some well, it people, made this perfection uh, idealism into an idol. And I was own. already a perfectionist, yeah. Like that, and in my life, as in my sports, like I I, I wanted I straight A's. I you know like mm. in many ways, like I I don't I don't I don't call it perfectionist. I call it I like to win. I'm competitive. I like to do good. But so but call it. What? Spoken like a perfectionist, <laughs> yeah, but sure. Right. Yeah, go ahead. So, and I even see this show up in my own family, yeah. right, with my kids, right, and and that I project some of that on there. Like, come on, you know, if it's worth doing, if worth doing, it's worth doing right. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like, if I can see this many people and I can help one more, then let's do this. Like, now there's some there's some good in that, mm-hmm. but it can also become destructive. Okay, so we have to, from a holistic healing standpoint, and I say this all the time on the show, your health is your health is way bigger than just what you eat. Your health is way bigger than the foods. That, and this actually frustrates me a lot of times about holistic health because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it often gets relegated to that it's just this 
What did I eat today? Mm. There's a lot more to health than that, guys. Mm. Jeff, you know, it's good to eat good, but I'm, I've seen many people's families destroyed by an unhealthy marriage and it had nothing to do with the food they were eating. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right? So, you know, you can be all jacked up. And, and so that's why I love awareness of food. And it's important to eat good food to some degree to whatever your lifestyle, budget, and education. I say education, meaning like your knowledge affords you to do, right? But, and then but, let, me, let me go down. I, I want to pick your brain on this yeah. if I could. You know, we're talking about something that has has a physiological, like an obvious physiological consequence food. to it. Food, okay. right? And I look at this and I go, okay, so I think of, I'm, I'm going back to my blueberries example. Yeah. I ate some blueberries yeah. and man, I got to know that the endorphins and the dopamine is just flowing through, you know, by the way, if the listeners are listening, I'll drop my address here in a second. If you want to send me some blueberries, that'd be totally cool. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying when I eat that stuff, right, you know, the endorphins come through. So serotonin, among other things, releases stress, lowers um, cortisol and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, when that stuff is elevated, when, when I'm not, if uh, forget the blueberries, if I'm just thinking from a legalistic perspective and my, all of that stuff is elevated, or whatever you said it earlier, that has a consequence on the body right there. And I think maybe, is it possible that we're missing here that, you know, when we make this all about food only, we're, we're neglecting that we are body, mind, and spirit. Right, that there's yeah. a mental health aspect there too. Well, and- not just a mental health. I mean, I think Jeff, to to use your, I, I I thought you were going somewhere different. I mean, I would say there's a very real physiological effect to the just the stress. Yeah, like it's as real as the the, the endorphins from quote eating strawberries, and that doesn't strawberries don't give you endorphins. What gives you endorphins is you're excited about eating them. Okay, that they themselves don't provide you the endorphins. Whatever, I'm gonna eat. Well, them no, anyway. my point is <laughs> being like you. what you're describing. Yeah, now, yeah. there's a nutrients in that food that's good for you that might allow you to make endorphins. Sure, but sure. they don't give you endorphins. Your excitement about eating these wonderful things is what gives that to you, right? The same to the same point. The excitement about having that piece of cake with my best friend yeah. at a birthday party or, or, or watching my kid play a soccer game yeah, or, yeah. or whatever it is that brings me joy. Right. So, and part of the joy is the season of it too. Think about this, Ben. I mean, here we are. I, I told you before it's blueberry season. Right, coming right. Up. Now I understand <laughs> you can walk into a store and you can buy blueberries year round. Yeah. Okay. But we've gone picking blueberries yeah. to a place that does not use pesticides or whatever, yeah. and literally tells you eat as many as you I, want while I was, you gonna, I was literally just gonna say i think the reason you like it is because you can go stuff yourself for free you're so it's ticking that box for you listen but you get to a point there <laughs> I, even me i get to a point where i'm like okay all right i'm good you know no, I'm good. Good. but but think about this i mean you know it's 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 almost like weather we, we like certain times of the year like i was in heaven last night florida mm, was showing yeah, off was last night man we had a baseball practice with one of the kids mm. it was awesome and i'm looking at this going like if that was year round or if blueberries were mm. year round, if, if mm. every day I went to the blueberry patch and that was what I was mm. eating or whatever, it wouldn't have the same effect. And I think about that. Here, here's what I look at. I, I, that is not, I don't put that back on myself as a moderation thing of discipline. I go, wow, God, I, I again, I understand because of our, our formulas and because of our chemicals and everything, we yeah. have made these things to be more year round. But in reality, there were other things throughout the year that I should be eating. That was in God's design. God knew like, so I don't think it's my idea that endorphins and stuff flow through my head when I get excited for this stuff. I think that was his blessing. Mm. I think that's the natural order of creation. And we're so out of whack where we don't get to enjoy those things the same way. So normally there would have been a season for this and a season for this and a season for this. And and all of these things are part of the bounty of enjoying his creation. And you're probably right. The only reason I, 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 the only caveat I would put to this, Jeff, is, is, you know, you love that. Okay. And so you can create very negative things to be endorphin producing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. that from porn to a death or addiction. And so I just, I right. want to be not careful. We're not chasing dopamine. That's not the goal. No, here. but so we, we can't just know. say whenever we have dopamine, that's good. Right. Because right. God made dopamine. Right. So thus right. I do whatever I so want. So I guess maybe I'd say it this way in those things that I know are a bounty from him. Right. And 
and there is no scriptural, spiritual provision against. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's no, a, I I'm know. Glad you I, I only that. just say that because sometimes you go, hey man, I I but I okay, great. You love blueberries, Jeff, but I love cheesecake. So yeah, no, I know. You know, yeah, and then we just gotta understand talk to, about it because then one end we that, end up but, in, in, in gluttony and one end we end up well, in well, legalism. But, but, but think about think about this uh, this this listener here. They're talking about they talked about, I think, what a, a, a like a organic or a grass fed yeah. beef or something. I forgot what they were referring to at a certain restaurants yeah. have that or whatever. Like I don't know about you, man, but I can definitely tell the. I know you can. Don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know about sure, you. Like sure, you've told sure. me a million times, you can taste the difference. Yeah, man. When you have one of those steaks that's cooked but grass fed beef and it's really good, it's expensive, but it's but again really... to stick to this concept of this person. Right. They're not saying I don't like organic meat. They're saying I love organic meat and I want to eat it every single day, all the time. Are they saying that? Yeah, I don't when know that I, I go got that. And that one, they say, but when there's only restaurant in town that my friends can afford to go to, and they don't have organic meat. Now I'm driving myself crazy because okay. I want to sit here and enjoy. So this I guess is, I just didn't pick up on that because it sounds to me like they're talking about food as a as a as a formula for them. Yeah. So I'll but just I'll read it. the example example because okay. so she says you know um, uh, going out for dinner enjoying life with friends the meat isn't organic or grass fed. I found two local restaurants. But I didn't that hear each enjoying a, the meat then. Yeah. That that well just you know I'm just talking about it here right. She says. Or he says, whoever it is, I found two local restaurants that each have a single organic option. Neither options are in my friend's price ranges. The produce isn't organic. But let's just make the assumption that they do love it. Okay. okay. Just to take this example, okay. because here's my point and by my splitting hairs on this, is because th the person, if, if you could ask me right now if I could snap my fingers and I could have perfect, wonderful food prepared for me every day, and I had a private chef that followed me around and made me every right, wonderful right. food. I would love that, and probably ninety nine percent of listeners would love that. Yeah. So, but this person's saying you'd also be Tom but, Brady. But but you this know, hey. is challenging my life with my friends and uh, going out in a social example to be right. in community and fellowship and hear their stories and be with them and pray with them or laugh with them or whatever is going on with them. Celebrate those things. And so, you know, I was thinking about as you were talking, I was thinking about you know how Paul opens a lot of his letters in the scripture. He says with truth and grace, right? And so, and and when we think about truth and grace, I was just kind of sitting here. This is kind of the the two ends of the spectrums as I was just looking. Right, if one yeah. end is like I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna say it like this, Jeff, from my own head, one end is like total gluttony, and then one end is total legalism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you can say maybe one end is total grace, and one end is ah, total truth. It's the wrong way of saying this, but and now somewhere in here, and even in different seasons of like matter of fact, when we said earlier about like you know God, family, chiropractic, or something like this, right? You know, I, I remember a, a, a pastor actually teaching on that. He said, "Listen, that's not how life works." He said, "You know, when you're at work, you know, whatever, seeing patients or doing whatever your work is, you know, you're not parenting your kid right there, right? You're that you're right. You're, it's, he talked more like about compartmentalizing, right? Like you're, you're like a train, right? You know, so when I'm at work, I'm a I'm a I'm a boss, I'm a I'm a doctor, I'm a I'm a whatever." So I do that job. And then when I get home, I'm a dad right, and a husband. Right. And, you know, and when I'm, when I'm, you know, now, yes, there's some overlap of certain things. I could be praying for a patient. I could be praying with my kids. You know, right, there's this right, overlap. Right, right. But his point was, it almost creates this, this weird impossible, you know, kind of scenario where you feel like you can't exist. Kind of like what I feel is coming through this email. Well, like people I want that as a formula. Let me just make sure I'm doing my time and paying each homage. And that's just not the way it works. Right. According and to me, a know? lot of times those things you find out later, right? Eggs are good. Eggs are bad. Eggs are good. Eggs are bad. Eggs are good. Eggs are bad. You know, the supplement I took is, was good. Now the supplement I said is not good. And these things that you've believed created this formula. So mm -hmm. The freedom in here, and now in fact, think about think about Daniel. When you know, if you if again, if you've heard the Daniel fast, that's scriptural reference to when Daniel was in 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 prison, and they said, 
um, you know, he said he was, they were trying to feed him this food. And he said, I don't want to eat the food. It's not clean. Mm-hmm. Can I have vegetables and water? Mm-hmm. And he kind of made a deal with the guard, basically come back from 10 days from now. And if I'm not, if I'm in worse shape than the others, then, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So these people were being fed a pretty rich food, pretty rich. I mean, and probably we would probably call it a fantastic meal in today's standards. It was mm-hmm. probably whole food, you know, organic. They didn't have pesticides. They didn't have chemicals. And so, but Daniel, when they came back, it says that Daniel was, was even stronger than them, mm. right? Where, and I would even, here's what I would say. I would say that there was a supernatural component to that. It wasn't because Daniel drinking water and eating vegetables, like actually, honestly, that should probably have made him lose weight. That probably should have made him become more what we would call, you know, kind of just you're almost in a fasting state. Yeah. But so these other people are eating, you know, meat and potatoes and everything else. And they're, they're, they're doing fine. And it said when they came back, Daniel was even like doing better than they were. Mm-hmm. So I almost look at a lot of these lifestyle choices that we, that we, that we do have a supernatural component to them, right? Mm-hmm. There's just stuff that we don't even know. We don't know, right there. Like you said, whether it's my emotions at that meal with my friends, I mean, mm-hmm. come on, ha- celebrating your kid's birthday, you know, um, now, now listen on, again, so we can, we can pervert some of this stuff. And I know we're kind of winding down the show here, but just as you're thinking about this, you know, these questions come to mind, it's like, well, but what about like, you know, if I feed my kids, you know, jelly beans with red dye and it makes them freaks them out. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, yes, yes. But then also I'm telling you, like as a dad who's made a lot of mistakes and done some things right, hopefully, like I've seen this whole thing go back and forth. I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen me cause trauma to my kids about what they eat, right? Because they feel guilty about eating something that's bad for them. Mm-hmm. So they're 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 struggling with what do I eat mm-hmm. because I don't want to you know. You know they've heard me talk about that will kill. It's bad. It will kill them, right? Or whatever the scenario is. And so. I'm saying, I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to the listeners. Be careful, right? I almost look at it like guardrails, I guess maybe would be a final thought here. Mm. I've, I've talked to some pilots and, and they said when they're flying, they're actually off track more than they're on track, right? Mm. Like you, when you fly to point A to point B, you're in constant, you know, little correction, little correction. Little, you're, you're really, you're not on track. You're often just correcting. It's like driving, you know, a little left, a little right, a little left, yeah, a little right. Yeah. So these guardrails of our life of, of, of maybe uh, extreme gluttony, extreme just thoughtlessness about what I do with my body that mm. God gave me, mm. and on the other extreme end, I guess total legalism, I guess the other word you could call would be perfectionism. I just, I don't like that because that's an impossibility that we don't even know what that, that's not even definable yeah. Yeah. In, in it. So I would just say some sort of just this burden of, of this, that you kind of feel coming from this person mm-hmm. and this other side of grace. And I would just say for each of us in different seasons of our life, you know, it's not about living perfectly. Yeah. Okay. This, the con, the point of this show is not about living perfectly. Mm. Uh, the point of, of, of a matter of fact, the whole reason Christ came back was because he or you know came was because we couldn't okay and so i hope there is some freedom in this i'll probably get some hate mail and i'll probably get some attaboys no i think right? you're going to get a lot more questions of people going hey man that was thank you for processing that well, and what is that this? and what does that look like yeah. for each of us individually it looks yeah. different for me as a dad than it did when i was a single young guy in a college you know mm-hmm. uh budget to what it looks like now as a uh, uh, with my knowledge that i have and mm-hmm. my years of experience and a budget that i can buy some foods like so i i just the last thing i want this to be is a burden for I, my prayer for this sweet person that wrote me this email is that somewhere in there 
on this journey, they find freedom. Mm. They find grace and peace that they can enjoy what God gave them, right? They can steward it well, and they can they can live free, yeah. all right? And yeah. I would just encourage them. There is some great scriptures that talk about that, that allow us to be free with our food choices as well. I'm not endorsing junk food. I'm not endorsing, you know, addiction. Mm. I'm just saying, like, deep breath, you know, Thank you, Jesus, if you will, right? I'm going to take care of my body to the best level I can with what God has provided me in my life and, and then kind of like let the cards fall from there. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.